Last Sunday with the Feast of the Holy Family, Mary and Joseph bring Jesus into the temple to do the ritual, the rituals of the Jews after the 40th day of birth. And they meet Simeon, who rejoices with God because he has seen the Messiah. And in Simeon, it is the revelation of the Messiah to the Jews. But Simeon himself, in his own proclamation in the temple, says that this Messiah will be a light to the Gentiles. And today, with the coming of the wise men, Jesus is not just a Messiah for the Jews, but he is a light for the Gentiles for all nations. That these wise men, these magi, these stargazers, these three kings, whatever they are, saw this star, read in the star something of a miraculous birth, and pursued it and found Christ. That through the stars, through science, through whatever it is, God was revealed to these Gentiles. And then if we look forward into the future, after Jesus' resurrection and the apostles scattering all over, then we have the Greeks and their philosophy. And for them, through wisdom and the pursuit of truth, God is revealed to them in Jesus Christ. What we see in this is that God is revealing himself to the world through his Son. He is being made known to everyone. And in the case of the wise men, it's through the sciences of the time. Through the Greeks, it is the wisdom of the time, that through science, through wisdom, God is made known to these people who didn't know him before. Now, I don't really have to tell you that there are lots of things said against God nowadays, contradicting belief in God as something that's even rational to believe in, right? It, they pit science against religion, like they're enemies of one or the other. Or they say that all of the stories in the Bible are just kind of these fictional made-up stories to teach moral truths. Or maybe they tell us that you've just borrowed things from other religions and incorporated them in your own, and it really it's just a syncretism of a whole bunch of di different religions across the globe. Or maybe they look at the sinfulness of humanity and they say, how could a good God allow all of this suffering to happen. There's lots of things pointed to as to why God possibly couldn't be around. But our God, the God that we know, is a God that desires to reveal himself. He wants to be known. Maybe a little bit of a tangent, but starting from the very beginning, with the birth of Jesus in Bethlehem, out of all of the sites in the Holy Land, what was interesting when I went there, we can't be really that certain about any of the sites in the Holy Land because power changed from Christians to Muslims and back and forth and things built on top and destruction. And so over time, we found the most probable sites for all of these events of Jesus's life. But we really can't be quite sure, except Bethlehem. Bethlehem is the only place in the Holy Land from the time of Jesus that Christians have continually lived since that very first day. And because of that, the tradition of the place of where Jesus was born has been maintained since Jesus, Mary, and Joseph left Bethlehem all the way until today. God wants to be known by us. He wants to be revealed to the world. 
And when we think about that word revelation, to reveal something means to pull back the veil. And I think that's important. Because I think sometimes when we think about God being made known, it's like this new thing has to be infused into the world, right? God has to break into the world and give us something that we don't yet have. But revealing, revelation, is just pulling back the veil on what is already there, on what already exists. That the veil is pulled back from the truth that is already present and available to everyone there. I have, since I've been a priest, I do spiritual direction with people from time to time, and sometimes just pastoral counseling. And what I've learned through those experiences is people already know what they need to know. They just don't know it yet. What do I mean? When I am dialoguing with them back and forth in spiritual direction, the Holy Spirit is the guide. And all that my job is as the spiritual director is to help them pull away the veil of whatever is keeping them from seeing what they already know to be true. I don't have to tell them anything that they haven't heard before. In the moments where they have kind of clarity of thought and clarity of mind, sometimes, oh, thank you, Father, I never thought of that before. But you have. You've already told me. You just can't see it yet. That people will literally tell me what they're looking for, and then days, months, sometimes years later, finally they hear it for the first time. It's been finally revealed to them the truth of what they already knew, what was already there, they just couldn't see it. God is a creator of the universe. God made all things and God directs all things, which means that God is present in all things. And so we don't need some magical elucidation from the heavens to know that God exists. God exists in his creation. We just need the veil to be pulled back, right? Even just think, I know I've said this to people at daily mass more than once, but think about the miracles of Jesus. I think most of us would say it would be really great if some of those miracles could just be done today. It would allow everybody to believe in God. We'd all be on the same page and it'd be perfect. It wouldn't. Just go back to the time of Jesus. Many people saw his miracles. There were many witnesses to what Jesus did. And there weren't enough who believed in what took place to keep him from being crucified. That lots of people saw the same thing. But too many had a veil that couldn't see what was being revealed to them through these miracles. Or today. We have people that walk away from the faith, who've been brought up in the faith and they walk away and they say that belief in God is really not that important. But at the same time, there is not a single year in the life of the church that we don't baptize adults into the faith. That there are people living in the same exact culture that actually, who've never grown up with faith, and now in their adulthood in a culture that generally rejects faith in God, go, I see God, I've come to know God, and I want his gifts. How can that be true? Why do we have every year people coming forward in our diocese, it's at least 300 to 400 people every year coming forward to be baptized at Easter because they have come to know God 
in their adulthood in a culture that's not professing him and proclaiming him from anywhere. God wants to be known. We just have to pull back the veil. So what is the veil? Sometimes people will come to me and they'll kind of confess that they're really struggling in their faith and that they doubt God. My first question is always the same. Are you praying? And the answer is almost always the same. No. How can we come to know God if prayer is not part of our life? If we doubt God, well, will we let him in our prayer help remove whatever veils that we have in our life that keep us from seeing where he is in our life? And the veils are many, and they come from different places. I'll give you three big categories today. The first is the sin of others. The sins that have been inflicted on us by other people. And those can create veils, whether that's by our parents in their challenges in being parents to us, whether that's in others who in our childhood have taken advantage of us. The sins of others can create veils for us to see the truth of who God is. Another one is the sins of our world, of our culture. That there are sins that we have collectively agreed upon as okay and tolerable. And when we collectively agree on that, it can seem like truth. But if it's not from God, it can create a veil for us and everyone around us from being able to see God in our midst. And finally, there are the sins of our own choosing. This is the reason why sin is always at the forefront. And I've used this as an example many times in different ways and homilies, but how do we start every mass? By acknowledging our sin because we will not be able to see the glory that God reveals to us in word and in sacrament if we don't let him strip away the sin that is veiling us from seeing how he is revealing himself to us. This is the gift of the wise men. They remind us that God is revealing himself to the world, to all nations, in whatever way he needs to. For the wise men, it was through a star. For the Greeks, it was through their philosophy. For us, what is it that we need and are looking for in our pursuit of God? Because the God that we know and the God that we love wants to reveal himself. He wants to be known because he loves us and he wants to be loved by us.